You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, folks. Hello. Welcome. Great day. Great day. As always, it is a great day. Uh, like I've said before, I may not be walking six feet above the ground, but I am above the ground. And you, too, are above the ground today. Then uh, it's a great day. So, um, so look, I'm going to – there's so much to get into today. Um, this is one of those days where if I told you that um, we are – full to the hilt uh, it's an understatement um if i told you we need three to four hours today just you and me so we can uh relax in some good radio talk uh that's an understatement but you know, uh, somebody about five two had learned how to do the board we might consider something <laughs> like that but since somebody <laughs> never learned, hasn't how to learned do the, the board, board. Did. you know it's on my list i am going to learn that board that pesky board um but there's so much to get to today, and I'm going to do my best to get to a lot without jumping all over the place. Um, but I can't. I, I make no promises. Uh, but uh, look, folks, I, I, I mean, we have uh, the Democrats against the vaccine all of a sudden. Uh, the media is against the vaccine. Uh, we've got uh, an incredible race going on in Tennessee that I want to talk about. So, And I have some awesome listeners in Tennessee. So... Um, you guys are going to want to turn up your dials if I can hopefully get to it today because you guys have a Senate race and you're being lied to uh, by Mitch McConnell. Oh, there's a surprise. Um, we've got news on hydroxychloroquine. Folks, the past three days, uh, the news that have been coming out about hydroxychloroquine is just it, – it's unbelievable. And we need to get to the point where we hold every Democrat – uh, including Fauci uh, and all of these government bureaucrats, we're going to have to hold them accountable because it is looking more and more and more and more like we have lost. Not not only have we did we lose more lives in New York and New Jersey and Michigan uh, and Illinois because those bozo Democrat governors took elderly patients and sent them to the elderly homes where they spread the corona to the highest affected class of people possible, uh, you know, there's a lot of deaths because of that. Uh, well, now we're coming to find out that there are more deaths that could have been avoided, uh, let's just say possibly avoided, by the use of hydroxychloroquine. And uh, this information is coming out. So I am telling you, folks, you don't have to just take it from me. You can do some research and look at all the doctors that are lining up. And now, for some reason, the last three days, there are more and more doctors who have gotten the courage to come out and speak on behalf of hydroxychloroquine. And I'm talking about the cocktail. I'm talking about hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, folks, it's just amazing the information is coming out. And I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, and then uh, – Boy, if I have time, we'll we'll get into some 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 other things and and uh, there's just so many directions to go. But I want to start with the vaccine. So, and also we're going to get to the riots and the federal police force, or what are the Democrats calling it? The un ununiform. It's such a crock, folks. If you look on the TV, you can see that everyone's in a uniform. So, uh, but anyway, we'll get we'll get to this federal military police force. Uh, whatever it is the Democrats are calling it, uh, the hysteria that they're and the lies that they're telling you is just amazing. So we'll get to some of that too. Uh, but let me start with uh, with this vaccine business, folks. Two seconds ago, the Democrats, Fauci, 
uh, everybody in Washington, establishment Republicans, you name it, especially the 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 power filled uh, Democrat governors and mayors across the country. All of them two seconds ago were telling you that, including the lamestream media, were telling you that we can't go back to normal. We can't reopen. I mean, come on, California's shut, got sh- uh, shutting down again. New Jersey's got some businesses. New Jersey just arrested gym owners. Uh, I, I mean, for trying to go to business, get to, to save their business. They got arrested yesterday, the other day. Uh, it's gone crazy. And, and these are Democrats that are doing this. These are Democrat cities. These are Democrat elected officials. Uh, so two seconds ago, all of them were saying that, well, we're just not going to be able to fully reopen. We're not going to be able to get back to normal until we have a vaccine. That's been their mantra. Well, now, folks, if you pay attention, to, if you if you can bear it and you can take five or ten minutes of CNN, because it won't take long, you'll see what their narrative is. So if you've noticed in the past week or so, CNN, MSNBC, and, and uh, PBS, ABC, NBC, all of them. Uh, they've all started saying they're running a, a new narrative, which is a complete lie and fabrication. But the one that they're they're trying to convince you of now, and if you notice, the past week or so, they started this, where Donald Trump doesn't know how to handle vaccine making. Donald Trump is too slow. Donald Trump doesn't have enough this. He's not this, that, and the other. And it's all relating to the vaccine. So now all of a sudden the, the big government can't move on a vaccine because of Donald Trump. Now all of a sudden the, the, the problems with red tape, oh, oh, it's all Donald Trump's fault now. And my goodness, they're running around all – they continue to push this more testing, more testing, more testing BS. Folks, think about this. They're screaming. The Democrats in the media are screaming and telling you that, oh, Donald Trump doesn't hasn't required enough testing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you that three, four, three and a half, four years ago, there was zero testing. Uh, the Obama administration, the Biden administration left us with no replenishing of PPE, no replenishing of, of, of just basic tests, let alone, well, you know, they didn't know about COVID-19. Well, <laughs> we don't think they did. But, uh, but they left us with, with very little of, of a lot of things that were going to be needed in the event of a pandemic outbreak. Uh, so Donald Trump steps into office. We make it to this year, and boom, there comes the Wuhan coronavirus. And then they're screaming that there aren't enough tests. Ladies and gentlemen, we are testing more people per day than any country on the planet. And to, for them to continue to say that we aren't testing enough is ridiculous. And then for them to continue to call that every citizen get tested, uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, they only want to do that because they, their narrative is failing. Because if you look even in the so-called hotspots, if you look at Texas, if you look at Arizona, uh, if you look at Florida, you look at Georgia, all the numbers are going in the right direction. The death rate is plummeting and has continued to plummet. We saw an increase in positive, and and come on, we know that a lot of those are false positives. We know those are false reporting. But let's just go with the narrative and say, yes, testing, the the positives were on the increase. Well, now the positives are are on the decrease. And if you drive around and look at testing sites, you'll see that they're not, there aren't cars lined up every day like there were before. So either the Democrats are getting tired of getting tested every day. uh, Well, more likely they're getting tired of waiting in line every day. So, um, but all the numbers are going in the right direction. 
well, the Democrats can't allow this. The Washington establishment cannot allow this. So their narrative is, well, we got to push for every citizen to get tested because they're hoping that uh, anyone with immunities uh, like myself, I shouldn't say that, knock on wood. Uh, but anyway, they want everybody to get tested so they can say, oh, positive, oh, positive, oh, and run those numbers up. Because they want you, they're trying to convince you, we the people, that there's a correlation between the uptick in positive test results and the death rate. And that's just not happening. That's not happening, folks. You can look at the numbers yourself. You don't have to take it from me. And and, and look, I, I, I probably sound passionate, and I'm going to get more passionate today. So let me go ahead and tell you, look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And if you want to, you know, you can validate it for yourself by going and doing a little bit of research on your own. But but just go do what I said. Go look up some reports on CNN and MSNBC, the Washington Post, um, the, the the New York Times. Go look up and see what they're going with, their, the, what narrative they're pushing. And they've all started pushing this. Uh, Trump is slow. Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Trump's uh, uh, he, he's above his head and blah, 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 blah. But it's quite the opposite. And any time you see the Democrats jump on a narrative and the media jump on a narrative where it looks like they all got in a room and they all focus grouped and said, okay, this is what we're going to say. This is the lie we're going to go with. And then they all do it. I mean, it's amazing to me that they, they really either the American, they, they think the American people are really stupid and hopefully the American people aren't as stupid as they think. Uh, but if you just open your eyes and you watch CNN, flip over to MSNBC, flip over to ABC, flip over to NBC, uh, go look at the Washington Post, go look at the uh, Huffington Times, go look at uh, New York Times, go look at all of these places, and you will see them repeating the same thing that you saw on CNN or on MSNBC. Uh, I mean, it is absolutely amazing but that they are so blatantly in on the, on the paired narrative. Uh, that they all use the same terminology, so it's quite easy to see that they've all kind. Of, it, it, for lack of a better word, in cahoots with each other on how they're going to put this lie of a narrative out. So now, whenever and this is what I'm telling you, whenever you see the media and the Democrats jump on a narrative and they're starting to, you know, they're they're boom, 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 push, 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 then you can rest assured that the truth is the exact op- exact opposite of what they're saying. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the all I had to do, all I had to do when I saw that the Democrats are suddenly against, uh, and I say against the vaccine because now I'm saying they're questioning the vaccine. They're 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 telling you that there's not enough being done. They're they're the wheels aren't moving fast enough. And so when I saw the Democrats start with this narrative about uh, the about uh, being against the vaccine, and uh, far as far as things aren't happening fast enough and this isn't happening, this isn't happening. And when I saw that, all I had to do was a little research and see where are we on the vaccine. And I I would venture to say that most of you who are listening to me right now, especially if you're a CNN viewer, MSN viewer, you know, if you're a Democrat, one of my Democrat listeners, that you aren't going to know what I'm about to tell you. But just because I know how the media works and I know how Democrats work, I just did a little research and I found out what's going on, the truth going on with the vaccines. Folks, we have two vaccines right now that are going into phase three. That's the final testing phase. Two vaccines. Listen to me. From March to now, this is unheard of that we've been able to take a vaccine from its inflammation date or time and this short of time, I should say, from its inflammation to where here we are going into the last round of testing. 
It is unheard of. And this is what the media and the Democrats don't want you to know and they don't want you to find out about. But we have two vaccines, folks. Pfizer and uh, Metadine. I think it's called Metadine is the other, the other company. Both of them are entering phase three. That is the last testing phase before you can bring a vaccine to market. And the fact that they are at that point, we are on the, the, the end of July. The fact that they have gotten to this point and they're entering, entering phase three testing is nothing short of a freaking miracle. And I'm here to tell you that the only reason that we are this far ahead on vaccines is because we have a businessman sitting in the executive office and his name is Donald J. Trump. This man is a businessman. He's not a politician. He, he removed so much red tape so these companies could fast track their vaccines that is absolutely short of amazing. But this is what the media doesn't want you to know. Folks, we have a te- one of these testings that, that started yesterday includes 30,000 test patients. That's 30,000 people who have volunteered to participate in this last stage of vaccine testing. That's 30,000 people that are going to get – some of them will get the vaccine. Some of them will get a placebo. But 30,000 people, folks, that it is unheard of that we are at this point for testing for a vaccine. Look, folks, we don't even have a vaccine for the common flu. We don't have a vaccine for the common uh, cold. We have shots. We have flu shots. But we don't have a vaccine. We don't have a vaccine for the HIV virus. Remember that one, folks, HIV? We don't have a vaccine for that still. But yet here we are on the, on the precipice of having a, a, a what they're calling a vaccine for the Wuhan COVID-19. Now, whether this ends up being a vaccine and prevents the Wuhan coronavirus or whether it's a shot that saves people, I don't care. The fact is that we are at this point because we have a businessman sitting in the White House who cleared the way for this to happen in record time. And you've got 30,000 people that are volunteering to take this vaccine. Like I said, some of them are going to get the vaccine. Some of them are going to get a placebo, but they don't know. So they all volunteered to get the vaccine. This is amazing. This is really, really amazing. And kudos to those volunteers who are willing to take this test, uh, willing to to try the vaccine. Um, Dr. Fauci. You know, the Democrats love Dr. Fauci. I got a feeling they're going to fall out of in love with him uh, pretty soon uh, if he continues to to back the vaccine. Because Dr. Fauci was just said the other day that this vaccine may be ready by November. Folks, this is a nightmare for the Democrats and for the lamestream media. If we have a vaccine by uh, uh, the end of October or, or going into November, uh, that will be an absolute astonishing event. But Dr. Fauci is saying it might happen. All right, folks, we're going to go to our first break. and we get back, I'm going to talk a little bit about this, and then I'm going to move into the hydroxychloroquine. So we shall be back. back. Listen, uh, don't <laughs> turn your dial. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. 
Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. See, yeah, it's short break, short break. We're, we're we're trying to fit as much in today as we can. So, look, I I just uh, you know here's another thing, and I'm going to get to this a little bit with hydroxychloroquine and and what uh, this uh, this doctor is saying today and yesterday. Uh, but I just got word that another sporting event is canceled, and that's the uh, motor motocross um, has been canceled. And folks, motocross was one of the last things I could watch without being inundated with uh, Marxist messages and Marxist groups and and crap. Um, you know, if you're let me deviate for a little bit because if you're watching, if if you're wondering why people are turning off professional sports, I am absolutely amazed that the the billion million and billion dollar crybaby athletes can't figure out who their customer is and yes it's a customer if you're getting paid to kick a ball down the down the field or to throw a ball down the field or you're getting paid to uh, to catch a ball down whatever it is um, you're you're getting paid to swing a bat um you need, you have a customer, and that customer is the viewer. That customer is the person that goes out and buys your jersey. That customer is the person that buys uh, the ticket to go to the stadium, that buys the the drinks, the food, the overpriced crap in the stadium, the the your overpriced jersey, your overpriced hat, your overpriced whatever it is. That's your customer because they're buying that thing. They're buying the things that are giving the the owners the money to pay you. And I am amazed that you're basically just looking at I don't know seventy, eighty, ninety percent of your fans. Telling them to go pound sand because you want to get behind a Marxist message, and whether the athlete knows or not that it's a Marxist message, I mean, I don't know. It's so easy to find out, but I'm amazed at how professional sports is just intent on killing itself. Um, I saw a report this weekend that uh, the viewership for baseball plummeted over the weekend, and it was because people were saying, "Well, I turned it on and I saw the the uh, Marxist message on the pitcher's mound, and I turned it off." You know, people are learning throughout this whole mess with the lockdowns that they don't really need sports anymore, or maybe they don't need sports anymore. And uh, and and as long as they're putting this, MLS is killing themselves. I, I, I at least this fan here, me. Um, there's an awesome tournament. What could have been an awesome tournament going on right now? I basically I've stopped watching it. I'm sick of seeing coaches and players kneel with shirts on with Marxist rhetoric. Uh, I'm sick of it. And then you see what happened to baseball, and you see what's happening to basketball, and you see what's – I mean, it's unbelievable that these people want to kill their livelihood, but whatever. Um, so anyway, I, I'm just baffled by that. I really am. And then I'm baffled by the ownership. I'm baffled that the ownership will, will allow this to happen. Uh, why are coaches allowing this to happen? Although I did I did see a report that the Cleveland Indians – and I've got to give credit where credit's due. I, heard, I, saw, I don't know if this is true, but I saw a report that every player on the Cleveland Indians stood. Not one player kneeled. And uh, if that's true, then kudos to the Cleveland Indians, and they deserve your viewership. In fact, um, I may have to turn on and watch a Cleveland Indian game if that's true. And I, I don't even know who the Cleveland Indians are. So, David? By the way, I'll bring in something that most people don't know. And uh, one of our uh, hosts happens to own a uh, 
18, and uh, it is not only is it destroying professional, but it's also destroying uh, the minor leagues minor and league yeah. teams that uh, mm. that give the players or support the players for the the going up to the major leagues. So it's destroying them as well. And so what what did the brilliance of the major league teams do? They took over the minor leagues. And most people aren't aware of that. Wow. They took over the minor leagues. And it's the only way you can describe it is it's just one big, humongous mess like it's been with everything else, whether it's medicine or anything yeah. else. It is a mess. Well, And you can't blame it on anybody other than the people that are involved that haven't... They, they think about two seconds in advance, and then they make a decision right. without realizing the consequences of the the dominoes falling. How's it going to affect everybody all the way down the line? Well, and it's affecting the minor leagues. You've got you've got these uh, these these sports owners, the team owners, the coaches, uh, corporate America, where that are so afraid of Twitter and they're so afraid of social media that they don't understand that that's a small percentage of the population with the loudest voice. And, and if we continue down this road, we're going to allow a 20% of the population to kill freedom, kill liberty, kill sports. Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me, but it's, but it's happening. And folks, you as the consumer have the final word. And if, if more and more of you continue to turn this crap off, eventually they're going to get the message. Um, they really will. They really will. Now, I'm not calling for boycotts. Uh, I don't uh, – I myself, I don't like the idea of boycotts, and I'm not going to call for one. But I'm 100 percent for capitalism. And if you as a consumer want to take away your dollars, then take them away. Um, I'm doing it. I, I will not buy another MLS jersey or shirt or, I mean, uh, hat or anything like that until they stop. They drop the Marxist, Marxist movement. When, once they stop backing that, then I'll get back into it. Uh, so, so, folks, you know, like I said, we don't need boycotts, and I'm not going to call for one or anything like that, but we can vote with our dollars. Um, you are the customer. You will have the final word. You just got to take that power back. Just like you're a voter and you have so much power and you could have the final word in November, um, you got to take that power back. And those of you who, who are uh, Democrat <laughs> sycophants, if you're married to the letter D, if you want to see how much power you got, take that power back and go vote for someone else. Go. It, it doesn't have to be the Republican. Uh, you can vote for Libertarian. You can vote for Independent. But you take away your vote from the from the Democrat Party, and you, you will see how much power you gain. Uh, it will be an amazing thing. Uh, so I've talked about that before, and I won't get into it now, but maybe we'll get into it as we get closer to the election. But uh, but anyway, folks, let me just reiterate what's going on with the vaccine and why the media and, and the Democrats uh, are – and why I started this show off with why are the Democrats against the vaccine? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the night, a nightmare is developing right now in front of the Democrats and the media. They do not want a vaccine before November. Uh, they want a vaccine after November. They want a vaccine next year. They do not want it now. The Democrats want to stay in lockdown. The Democrats want to cause the most misery upon the citizens of this country until we get to the election. Because in their warped thinking, a, 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 if they cause more pain on the citizenship, then somehow you're going to vote for Biden. Somehow you are going to side 
with the uh, the rioters, the, the 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 Biden voters that are out burning down Seattle, the Biden voters that are burning down Portland, uh, the Biden Biden voters that are uh, disrupting the city of Atlanta. Um, these these voters, they somehow think that you are going to side with them just if they can cause you enough pain. But I'm thinking that the Americans, you know, we're, we're still Americans, and we still have enough Americans that, that uh, uh, still believe in this country. And the American resolve is second to none. And I truly believe that, that people are the silent majority, let's put it this way, I think the silent majority grows every day. And when we hit November, I think it's going to be huge for Trump and the Republicans. Um, that being said, they, sh- they should campaign like they're behind. You should always campaign like you're losing. Um, don't don't ever get overconfident. Uh, so anyway, let, let me talk about why the Democrats, why I started the show off with why they're against the vaccine and why <laughs> why the media is. And the reason is, is simple, folks. It's simple. Um, yes, I'm being a little facetious. Uh, yes, I'm being uh, I'm having fun with words at the expense of the Democrats and, and the media because it's quite easy. Uh, but the, but a big nightmare is developing right now. Folks, do you realize what it means if the vaccine comes out by November? <clears throat> um it is nothing short of a miracle. You To understand what a company has to go through and the, the kind of government red tape to, to, to figure out the properties of a vaccine, get it through test one, test two, and to get it to where you can actually test it on humans. Um, <clears throat> it normally takes two, three, four years plus. And let me remind you, we still don't have a vaccine for HIV. We don't have a vaccine for the common cold. We don't have a vaccine for the common flu, any flu strand. We have shots, but we don't have vaccines. So the fact that we're at the point where we've got a a possible vaccine that's in test three phasing, where we're about to test 30,000. Actually, we started yesterday testing 30,000 participants. It's amazing. What Donald Trump has done as he looked at this as a businessman would, he looked at it as a CEO would look at it and say, we have got to go from A to B, and we've got to do it on the straightest line possible. Normal government crap cannot stand. And I can, I can envision being in the room and listening to Donald Trump as he tells all the heads of the FDA and the heads of health departments and, and all the other government agencies. I can just hear Donald Trump look at them and go, we're going to treat this like this is a business. We're not going to treat this like the government. We're not going to allow the red tape. We're not going to allow the bureaucracy. We've got to get from A to B, and we've got to do it in a straight line. We can't do it where A goes to A subset B subset C subset C D B E E do go back to A and then finally make it to B. So I can just envision Trump going, here's A, here's B. We're going to get there in a straight line, make it happen. And then he takes down through executive order. Go, go look what he did, folks. He took down uh, red tape after red tape through executive order so that these companies could all get into the competitive field and find a vaccine. And now here we are, a few short months, and we're already testing 30,000 patients uh, or volunteers with a vaccine. And then if this works out, and it's showing all kinds of promise, folks, there are two of them. There's there's more than two, but there are two that are showing unbelievable promise. So there's a good chance. Even Dr. Fauci is saying this this vaccine could be out in November. 
Now, let me tell you what else Donald Trump did. He has convinced these companies, Pfizer and uh, Metadine and some others, to go ahead and manufacture vials uh, and, and packaging. Now, look, folks, we don't know how this vaccine is going to be administered yet, whether it will – does it need to be stored in a vial? Does it need to be packaged a different way? Will it be administered uh, through syringes? We don't know. But what Donald Trump has got them to do is to go ahead and develop, manufacture all of the above so that they will have it. When that vaccine gets the green light, they won't have to then go to production. See, folks, the way this usually works is you've got your slow beginning testing, and then you slowly move into the next phase and the next phase. And then once you get a green light, then you package it. Then you figure out how to administer it. Then you figure out how to deploy it. You have to figure all those things out. Well, Donald Trump has got them doing all of that at the same time. Now that they're in the last phase of the testing, he's already got these companies making the delivery equipment. They're making the packaging equipment. They're making everything they need to make so that once that vaccine is out, they'll say, we need that. We need this. Make it happen. Go. And then the the apparatus is already in place on how this is going to be delivered. He's already pinpointing the areas that are going to get the vaccine first, and he's pinpointing how they're going to get the vaccine. It's absolutely amazing, and only a businessman could do this. There is no way on God's green earth that a government hack like Biden or Obama could have done any of this. And if you doubt me, go back and look at H1N1. Obama was clueless. The Obama administration was clueless on what to do with H1N1. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up. Just go look at what they did. They basically did nothing, and it just ran its course. Um, but here we have a businessman that's that's leading things and making things happen. And this is a nightmare for the Democrats. It's a nightmare for the media because Donald Trump is being so effective and these companies are being so effective that we actually might have a vaccine by November. And that It's unbelievable. It's, un, it's record time. And, and what a great thing because the media has told you, the Democrats have told you, that there must be a vaccine for us to move forward. Well, now we're going to have a vaccine, it looks like. So we can move forward. And that's a nightmare for the Democrats. All right. Don't go anywhere. You listen to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. We will be right back. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. And I want to personally invite everybody to listen to the Doctor's Lounge on Thursday mornings. Just as uh, Victor was talking about hydroxychloroquine, uh, chloroquine, yes. Uh, 
You know, they go into detail on the doctor's lounge, and I know one doctor, Scott Barber, that does uh, the show, alternates with Hal Shears. He is so pro that he talks about it frequently and prescribes it and has done a lot of medical research on hydroxychloroquine, right? Right. Okay, so listen to... uh, the doctor's lounge and find out more about it and what you can do and he also went in and has done a lot of studying on the mask and how ridiculous in most cases it is but judge for yourself listen to the doctor's lounge every thursday morning at eight o'clock and we have such great shows all week long god we uh have uh, the classic car show on Saturday mornings. So we're around the clock offering you some of the greatest programming going. And we hope you appreciate it. And if you'd like to be a part of us, just let us know. We'll be glad to talk to you. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Look, we got into this show so fast today that uh, I didn't even really uh, remind you that uh, you are listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderes. And remember, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And if you don't think I'm right, then prove me wrong. You can email me at victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com. You can engage with me if you go to our Facebook page. We're live right now because, you know, you know that you're listening. Um, but thanks again to all you guys, all the listeners. I uh, can't thank you enough. This show's growing so much. Um, I want to take a second. Um, I, we've got a listener who, uh, look, I, this lady's incredible. She's awesome. I met her at a Costco and she knows who I'm talking about out there. So I want us to give her a shout out and, uh, I hope Costco gets back to normal, uh, soon because then I can see my friend again. So, but I want to thank her for listening. Um, I also had some awesome listeners in Daytona. Uh, point out to me that not only did the Indians not kneel, uh, every Indian player stood, every Met player stood, and every Braves player stood. So I want to thank my hometown Atlanta Braves because I've been pretty pissed off at them too for, for even thinking about getting rid of the chop. Uh, but uh, the fact that they didn't kneel, kudos to them. Uh, go Braves, uh, go Mets, and go Indians. Um, that's that's just that's great news. So I'm so glad to hear that, and uh, uh, I can always count on my listeners in Daytona to make sure I've got everything right. And uh, even if I miss something, I'm... <laughs> yes, a round of applause for the Daytona listeners. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get. Let me move on a little bit. You know. Um, that's basically, look, you can look up the vaccine information, folks. You can look it up. You can, uh, talk to anybody who, who's in pharmaceuticals. Um, and, and, you know, since I mentioned pharmaceuticals, you know, it wasn't that long ago, and I'm old enough to remember, and I bet you are too, that Joe Biden was running around trashing the pharmaceutical companies. Well, who the hell do you think is going to bring us a vaccine? 
Do you think it's the Democrat Party? Do you think it's establishment Republicans? Do you think there are a bunch of people sitting around in, in, in Washington, in the Washington swamp that's going to come up with a vaccine? Absolutely not, folks. It's going to come from private business, which is the private pharmaceutical companies. Um, now, there are uh, lots of companies out in uh, England and, and other parts of Europe that are also working on a vaccine, and that's great. Uh, and in fact, some of them are, are working with us. But I'll tell you, folks, this is how great capitalism is. Capitalism is so awesome, and competition is so awesome that we've got – Two companies that are probably more than that, but I know of a couple that are on the verge of, of this vaccine, of having it ready to go, um, and it's because of American ingenuity. And it's because of capitalism. Um, so far ahead are we with this, and, and we're and so we're doing so well with it that we've already caught China, we've caught uh, Russia, and some others who have try who are trying to steal our vaccine research. So that shouldn't surprise any of you, but it might surprise some of my Democrat listeners out there. Uh, but that's just that's just that's just what's going on, folks. David. Yeah, I wanted to uh, follow through on something you just said, and I don't know if you heard this uh, the other day or not. I damn near fell off the couch watching. Uh, uh, I think it was Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, maybe, but it may have been some, no, no, it was. Uh, General King, that's on Fox. Oh, okay. And um, he was talking about, and I knew it was serious, but I didn't realize how serious the China copying. Oh, and they were talking about uh, Houston, where the they've closed the uh, embassy, the mm-hmm. Chinese embassy, because yeah. it was a uh, copy center for yeah. China stealing our technology. Yeah, they're stealing intellectual and, property, which yeah. they've been doing for years. They've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that they uh, have an exact replica that they're flying of the uh, F-35 and oh, yeah. the uh, uh, F, what is it? Uh, They've got a few replicas. I wouldn't trust them, but they but they do. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, Everything they're, they have, look, I, we can go back to the late 90s. The reason why China made a leap in technology uh, militarily is because of Bill Clinton. Um, and again, folks, you can go look it up for yourself. But uh, but David, you're absolutely right. Uh, this has been going on forever. But you, you can look back, uh, and of course, Bill Clinton was a Democrat for those millennials out there who may not remember. Uh, but he basically sold China the technology for ballistic missile. Korea. I mean, it's 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 awful. Uh, they did the same thing for North Korea. Uh, I mean, it's terrible. well. I'm I'm at the point that and. You know, I hate to be a warmonger, but it can't go on. It just really can't go on. And I, I feel like that, uh, you know, it's not it's not half pregnant. This is totally pregnant. It's not half terrorism. It's not yeah. half stealing. It's stealing, no, stealing the worst of the worst. You know? well, I'll and, tell you, with, with Donald Trump, um, since he's come into office, uh, we have been doing uh, a bang-up job repelling these, uh, let's just say, these incursions, these digital incursions from China, North Korea, and, and Iran. Uh, we really have. And so well, we're on the right track right now. We're on the right track, and we have to stay yeah, on the right track. On it, yes. uh, we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't turn it back over to an idiot that doesn't even know where he is. <laughs> and uh, at the same token, though, I think the punishment should start being handed out 
any time is fine with me. And it's yeah. uh, more if it if it means more uh, uh, stopping trade with uh, straight embargo trade embargoes right. on China, whatever it takes. Well, there's a I want to penalize the little yeah. creeps. Well, there's a lot. The there's a lot. That's a lot that's been going on with China. You know, a lot of people will will say, "Oh, Trump, you're you're talking nice to to President Xi." Well, guys, if you know how to negotiate, you, you can easily talk nice and build up your your counterpart, and then just take it to them and take them to the woodshed in the negotiations. And that's what Trump has been doing uh, with China, and and we got to keep doing it. And and uh, look. Let me put it to you this way. President Trump's looking out for the United States. He's looking out for the people. Uh, President Trump doesn't need to make a deal with China to get rich because President Trump's already rich. Now, converse that with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been in politics all his life. He is a multimillionaire because of politics. He's a multimillionaire because he's taking advantage of you, the taxpayer. Uh, because once you give him power, what did he do? He ran off to, to China and made deals for his son, Hunter. He ran off to the Ukraine and made deals with the Ukraine. The guy has got uh, wealthy, wealthy, wealthy off the backs of the United States. And that's just a fact. And you can look it up for yourself. And I, I that alone should disqualify him from being president, not to mention the fact that he doesn't know where he was yesterday, let alone where he is today. So, all right, let me get into this a little bit of this about this hydroxychloroquine. So, folks, you know, back uh, months and months ago when, when, when hydroxychloroquine, there were doctors that started, look, everybody thinks that Donald Trump woke up one morning and said, hey, I'm going to push hydroxychloroquine. That didn't happen. There were doctors that started reporting, hey, uh, I'm star- I'm using hydroxychloroquine, and it seems to be helping patients if we if they get it early enough. If a COVID patient comes to me and it's an early case, and I give them hydroxychloroquine, I'm seeing results. And it was again, it's a co- what they're known as the cocktail: hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. And there were doctors that were starting to report the effect in- the effectiveness they were having with hydroxychloroquine, and and the- and and the reason that doctors felt good about trying hydroxychloroquine is because hydroxychloroquine has been around for decades. I mean, we're talking 70 plus years. We have been using hydroxychloroquine. We know the properties of hydroxychloroquine. We know what happens with hydroxychloroquine. We know any the side effects of hydroxychloroquine. We know everything there is to know about a drug. If ever there was things to know about a drug, it's hydroxychloroquine. Um, there are so many doctors with experience with hydroxychloroquine. But the problem is, is Donald J. Trump actually, you know, since he brought it up months ago and said, hey, we see hope with hydroxychloroquine, the media immediately had to go against him. So you had all the media, all the Democrats, all of them go against hydroxychloroquine because they wanted to be against Donald Trump. Now, folks, you need to ask yourself, how can you support elected officials who will hurt or risk citizens' lives in order to get points against a sitting president. How can you support a party in this country that hates one man so much that they're willing to put a nation in jeopardy because they hate one man so much? Because if they had a got on board and said, look, we need to, we need to expand. We need to understand the hydroxychloroquine. Is it really, can this really be a preventive medicine? Can this medicine save lives? But instead of saying that, they immediately went against Donald Trump because by golly, you can't give Donald Trump a win like that, which is not a win for Donald Trump, folks. It's a win for the American people. 
Well, now there's more information coming out about hydroxychloroquine. Um, if you just look up the last three days, doctor after doctor after doctor has come out and said, I have been s- treating patients with hydroxychloroquine since month, you know, three or four, whatever months ago. And they're all reporting amazing results. The only negative reports on hydroxychloroquine is if you give it to somebody when they're about to die. Then that's, it's not going to work. But when you give it to a patient as a preventative and you give it to a patient who's showing first signs, first signs of the Wuhan virus, hydroxychloroquine works. Is it going to work on everybody? No, but no medicine does. But if it works on, on, if it saved 10 lives, let alone 100,000 lives, then that's good enough for me. And it should, and it would be good enough for you, but it's not good enough for the Democrat party. And it ain't good enough for Washington establishment. And it ain't good enough for the never Trumpers. Because all of them came out against hydroxychloroquine just because President Trump uttered the words hydroxychloroquine. So now you can look up what's coming out now. There's doctor after doctor coming out uh, singing the praises of hydroxychloroquine. And you know what else, folks? Hydroxychloroquine is extremely cheap, and that doesn't bode well when you're in the Washington swamp. If you're part of the Washington swamp, you're part of the drug industry, you're part of the, the drug lobbyist, a cheap drug that's known is no bueno. And and that's the other thing that was happening. They had to push back against hydroxychloroquine because, A, it's readily available. B, it's we've got ample supply of it. And C, it's cheap. And those spell bad news for the lobbyists and, every, and, and, and Washington, the Washington swamp. And then you couple that with President Trump getting behind it, and, well, we can't have that. Uh, so go look up. Go look up the reports that are coming out uh, about hydroxychloroquine. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and then I want you to Google or, or DuckDuckGo. Google probably took it down. Uh, maybe do a DuckDuckGo search and search Dr. Stella Emanuel. I want you to look up this doctor. She's a Nigerian doctor, um, which means she's black. So I want to know why uh, the Democrats are trashing this doctor. Um, you've got Democrats. You've got never Trumpers. You've, you're going to have the media folks. You're about to see an unleashing from the media uh, trashing this doctor. So I want to know why they're against black doctors. But we'll talk about that later. But Dr. Stella Emanuel, uh, just go look up and see what she has to say about hydroxychloroquine. This is a doctor from Nigeria who's been using hydroxychloroquine for years and years and years. And she has coming out and she's, and she was in Washington, I believe, uh, yesterday. And, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs asking, why are you not using and pushing hydroxychloroquine? She is saying that we didn't, we wouldn't have needed to lock down. We wouldn't have need this mass craze if we just would use hydroxychloroquine. Uh, folks, this is amazing what she's saying, and she has the experience. Now, look, they are coming out with all these conspiracy theories. The media is already starting to trash her. They're turning her into a witch doctor. Now, I venture to say if this were a Republican and, and the Republicans were uh, – if she were a Democrat – and and she were she were touting the Democrat line. Let me put it this way: If she were a Democrat touting the Democrat line, and a Republican accused her of being a witch doctor, that Republican would be crucified for being racist. But since she's not on the Democrat pulling the Democrat line, she's actually out there going, "I'm a doctor. I have experience with hydroxychloroquine." And th- here's another thing, folks: um, I can't remember how many patients she's treated with COVID nineteen, but she's treated every one of them with hydroxychloroquine and has had not had one death. 
Now, maybe it's 50 patients. Maybe it's 100. I don't know. But not having one death, that ought to tell you, okay, wow, there's something to look at here. But the Democrats are blasting her. The media is blasting her. They have to, Twitter, Facebook, all social media has completely removed any video of this woman, of this doctor, Doctor uh, Doctor Stella Emanuel. If you uh, if you forward her uh, her video on Twitter, they'll take you down because they're they're taking everyone down who forwards her video. Facebook is doing the same. Now ask yourself why? Why is it so important to the left to keep? this woman silenced they won't let the doctor speak and and again why won't they let the black doctor speak are they against black doctors i mean inquiry minds want to know uh but this doctor dr stella emmanuel has been using hydroxychloroquine for years and years and years she's very familiar with it she's every patient she's seen with covid19 she has used hydroxychloroquine and she has had zero deaths that to me now you may say victor that's analytical that's uh and and that's uh, anecdotal well maybe it is but from anecdotal leads real science. So um, I'm just telling you, folks, it is a shame. And at some point, um, we need to know the truth and we need to know why Dr. Fauci and all the Democrats and all the media downplayed hydroxychloroquine when it could have saved lives. At least that's the appearance right now. Now, more and more is going to come out. But if it does come out, that hydroxychloroquine could have saved lives. And right now we could be using hydroxychloroquine and we could open fully this economy and we wouldn't have to worry about masks because if, if somebody wanted to take hydroxychloroquine as a preventive, they should be allowed to. If we find out that that is the case, then um, every Democrat should be thrown out of office, folks, between now and the next few elections. Um, this can't stand. This can't stand. You can't, We cannot allow a political party whether it's the Democrats, the establishment Republicans, the never Trumpers, whoever it is, we cannot allow them to operate by putting the power over you before the health of you because the, they are putting power first and your health last. And, and folks, that can't be allowed. It just can't. It can't. We already lost thousands of deaths in New York because Cuomo sent patients to an older, the elderly homes. Uh, this I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I I almost said something bad. Uh, But this dork in New Jersey, this governor, he did the same thing. The Michigan governor, the Illinois governor. I mean, it's ridiculous. But um, these people need to be held accountable, folks. They absolutely need to be held accountable. So, all right. So, again, go look it up for yourself, folks. You go look it up. So um, you don't have to just take my word for it. Um, all the information's out there. You just got to find it. You got to be willing to do a little bit of research on your own. Um, but I, 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 I've told you this before. Whenever there is a a a cons- let's use consensus. Whenever you see the media uh, get together and they're all spouting the same narrative, uh, using the same words, uh, then you can rest assured mm, there's probably something going on. Uh, and you can do your own investigation, folks. I'm telling you, it's it's a uh, it's it's crazy to watch. It really is. So, uh, all right, I want to move on a little bit before I touch on the. Uh, well, let me do this real quick. Let me touch on the Tennessee race. Look, if you're out in Tennessee, folks, this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. You guys know that I can't stand Lindsey Graham, and that Lindsey Graham needs to go. Um, and you ask why? Well, because every night almost, Lindsey Graham has gotten himself in front of some camera, and he's talking about bringing so, subpoena, subpoena, subpoena. He's going to throw subpoenas out like like it, like they were uh, dollars at a strip club. Uh, but but what has he done? 
there's no action there. It's all words. So, so I've, I've had it with him. Um, he's been there too long. He needs to go. He's an establishment hack, and we need a young conservative Tea Party type constitutionalist to take over for Lindsey Graham. So hopefully down the road that's going to happen. Well, the other one that's even worse than Lindsey Graham is Mitch McConnell. Um, my gosh, please, people of Kentucky, find a good conservative. You found Rand Paul. You can find another one. I know there's another Rand Paul somewhere in Kentucky uh, or, or a Ted Cruz or, or a Mike Lee, uh, somebody like that. Um, I am sure you can find them. And, and, and please remove Mitch McConnell. He is doing a disservice to the Republican Party. He's doing a disservice to the to disservice to people, and he's doing a disservice to the Constitution. And right now, he's doing a big disservice to the people of Tennessee. If you're out in Tennessee, listen to me and listen to me closely. You have a Senate race out there, and uh, and it's basically coming down between uh, Bill Haggerty, which is the establishment dream candidate. And a doctor, a, a, a Indian heritage, a doctor whose parents are from India, I believe from India, um, Dr. Manny Sethi. This guy's in his early 40s, I believe. Young guy. He's a Tea Party type conservative. Um, he, he is of the same ilk as Ted Cruz, uh, Mike Lee, um, man, who else? Uh, uh, Rand Paul. In fact, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, uh, Mike Lee have all endorsed. Dr. Dr. Manny, Um, Jim DeMint, uh, another good conservative, also behind uh, Dr. Manny. But who is the establishment behind? The establishment is behind Bill Haggerty. Mitch McConnell is spending millions. He's taking millions of dollars not to to give candidates like Josie Cruz or or candidates. Uh, oh, I can't even think of all of them now, but there are so many minority candidates that are running as Republicans in November. You think McConnell is taking money and, and helping those candidates? No, 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 no. He's taking millions of dollars from the Republican Party and dumping it into Tennessee against a conservative candidate. He's trying to help this Bill Haggerty guy. Look, Bill Haggerty, all I needed to, all I needed to know was Bill Haggerty was a big Romneyite. Bill Haggerty was a huge Romney supporter up until about two seconds ago. And then somebody said, dude, you can't be, you can't tell people you like Romney. So, so they got him to stop saying that. Um, he was a Jeb Bush guy. Uh, he, and then he was a Rubio guy. And look, I like Rubio, but Rubio strayed a little bit a few years ago. Rubio's coming back around, so I will I will give Rubio some credit. Uh, but when you've got a guy, Bill Haggerty, who was uh, ambassador to Japan because he made a huge donation and got that appointment, um, I, I mean, it, it, I'm not even going to go down that road. But anyway, he was ambassador to Japan, uh, a Jeb Bush guy, so he's a Bushy, and then he was a Romney guy. He's a big Romney supporter. That tells you he's the epitome of his, the establishment. And then you got a guy like Dr. Manny uh, Sethi, who is an orthopedic surgeon uh, in his early 40s. He, look at him, folks. Listen to what he says. This guy is a conservative. He's a Tea Party type conservative. And he's got the, the, the uh, uh, endorsements from Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Mike Lee. Uh, when you have those guys coming out for you, then, then you're probably a pretty darn good Tea Party candidate. And that is exactly what we need in Washington. 
we need somebody like Dr. Manny in his early 40s. He's young. He's vibrant. He's ready to go fight for the conservative. He's ready to fight for the Constitution. And who's in his way? Mitch McConnell. Do you know what Dr. Manny did? Do you know what Dr. Manny Sethi did to, to seal his fate? He had the audacity to tell the people of Tennessee, if you vote for me, if you put me in the Senate, I will not vote for Mitch McConnell to be the Senate Majority Leader. Well, that's all he needed to do. And now Mitch McConnell is spending millions and millions of dollars, your dollars, because, folks, you donate. These are your dollars. He's spending your dollars, whether through donations or taxes, and giving it to Bill Haggerty and to other organizations in Tennessee to try and defeat Manny Sethi. So if you're in Tennessee, and look, folks, I know. I know what some of you are saying. But Victor, but Victor, but Victor, Trump endorsed Bill Haggerty. Yeah, well, the Trump people endorsed him because that's what they told Trump. And unfortunately, Trump falls uh, victim to the establishment sometimes. I mean, folks, Trump's got a lot on his plate. So uh, I don't really blame him. Uh, he's listening to some people and saying, saying there are some bad people around him. Uh, but you, the people in Tennessee, you, the voter in Tennessee, you have the last word. And you need to get behind uh, Dr. Manny Sethi. Just do this for me. Look, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, so let me rephrase that. Um, if I were in Tennessee, I would be voting for Dr. Manny Sethi. Um, if you are in Tennessee, just look him up. Read and look at what uh, Dr. Manny's saying he's going to do. Look what he's done. Look at what kind of life he's led. And then go look at Bill Haggerty and look at the people behind him. That's all you need to do, folks. Look at who's supporting Dr. Manny and go look at who's supporting <laughs> Mitch Bill Haggerty and Mitch McConnell and his cronies. Um, I'm telling you, folks, it's it's all right there for you. And this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. We need to... Just as much as I rail about we need to get rid of Democrats out of the Senate and the House, we need to take out establishment Republicans as well. Um, they've been there too long. It's time to bring new, young, vibrant, freedom, liberty, loving constitutionalists to the Senate and to the House. And we've got a chance to do it this November. So please do it in November. So, All right, folks, that's all we've got time for now. Stay tuned. Locked and Loaded with Roger B. is coming up next. If you're lucky, I'll hang out for a little bit and have some chat uh, with Roger B. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 